0: self-driving cars. Ford announced a new partnership with Walmart to test autonomous vehicles in Miami for delivery of everyday items like groceries, diapers, and pet supplies. And together we're on a path to create the industry's leading autonomous vehicle platform. To build the first vehicle that is intended to be driven by a computer rather than by a human. It always seems like they're just around the corner. In this episode of Sufficiently Advanced, we are going to explain what is the current state of self-driving cars, what some of the companies say the ETA on this technology is, and what I think is actually going to happen. First off, we should define what we mean by self-driving cars. I know, I know. Half of you just rolled your eyes at me. It's pretty obvious what a self-driving car is. It's a car that drives itself. But if you think about it, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Does cruise control count as a self-driving car? Does adaptive cruise control count? What about lane correction? Does self-parking count? At what point of automation does a car count as self-driving? While the auto industry has come up with a guideline to define different levels of automation, if you'd like to take a look at this guideline, you can view it at www.sae.org autodrive. But for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to be talking about self-driving cars in the way I think most people imagine a self-driving car to work. That is, you get into your car, you tell your car where you're going, and you don't really pay attention to how the car is driving until you get to your destination or the car signals that it needs your attention. This would be considered levels 4 or 5 in the SAE Automation Scale. So where are we now with self-driving cars? Perhaps the most prominent example of the self-driving car is the Tesla with its autopilot feature. This autopilot feature can drive on the highway and can do limited driving in low-density areas, such as parking lots or driveways without a human in it. What's interesting about the autopilot feature is that it is constantly being incrementally updated, and Elon Musk claims that the car can reach the highest levels of automation with its current package of sensors and cameras once the self-driving features have been developed enough. Now, there are plenty of other companies that are trying to crack the self-driving car. Google's foray into the field is called Waymo, and they are currently developing cars that have no steering wheel or other manual input. They are essentially mobile lounges that drive you to your destination. Uber is in the process of developing a sensor package that can be placed on top of an existing car, and every auto manufacturing company has been investing hundreds of millions of dollars into their own efforts for self-driving cars, which has resulted in features such as self-parking, adaptive cruise control, and the like. But the big question is, when can I get into my car and take a nap before going to work? The answer, according to all these various companies, is... real soon? With estimated rollouts of this technology as soon as 2020 to more conservative announcements being around 2022. The most optimistic timeline is Tesla, with Elon Musk pushing back the rollout of Level 4 automation from the SAE guideline from early 2019 to early 2020. But, dear listener... Before you go out and buy your sleep masks, I'm going to tell you my opinion on when this tech is going to come out, and also where I think it will be rolled out first. If we lived in a perfectly designed world, we would probably already have a mass rollout of self-driving cars, but we don't live in a perfectly designed world. There are potholes, road closures, road construction, pedestrians not paying attention to their surroundings, and people driving around in regular, manually driven cars. We have already seen the first fatality of a Tesla on autopilot killing a pedestrian, and I think we still have a long ways to go before people can completely ignore their car in favor of a nap or reading a book. In fact, I suspect that the first self-driving vehicles won't be cars at all, but will be trucks. Yes, listeners, trucks. According to the Bureau of Transportation, in 2002, the truck industry was responsible for 69.5% of all commercial shipping in the United States. And a large percentage of truck shipping is long-haul shipping, where drivers have to take sleep breaks. Now imagine... Instead of hiring a driver who has to stop for food, the restroom, or sleeping, you simply attach the cargo to a truck drive unit that takes the cargo all the way to the next depot and doesn't stop. At the depot, that truck drive unit can be maintained and refueled while the cargo is attached to the next drive unit and sent along to the next depot. When will we see these robo-trucks? Probably not for a few years. I would guess around 2025, because the companies that pursue this technology are going to need some time to set up the infrastructure. But I can definitely see long-haul trucks being sent along the highway as the easiest place to start having completely self-driving vehicles, with no human involvement whatsoever. I think consumer self-driving cars will come after the self-driving trucks. When the technology has had time to be refined and mature, and is better able to deal with all the messiness that comes with human-designed life. But before that happens, we as a society are going to have to answer some tough questions. Because while the tech may be sufficiently advanced, I don't think our society is. what do I mean by our society not being sufficiently advanced? What I'm saying is that we don't have a legal, regulatory, or philosophical framework to deal with self-driving cars. And I know, I know, you didn't tune in to sufficiently advanced to learn philosophy, but it's actually quite important to how we respond to this technology. So, listener, I'm going to ask you a question. What happens when there is a traffic accident? Well, if it's a small fender bender, you take some photos and let the insurance companies fight it out. But if it's a larger accident, say a car was totaled, well at this point, the police are called. Traffic has to be directed around the accident. The police investigate and assign responsibility. And the question of who is responsible has large ramifications who pays for what, who has standing for a civil case, who pays the health care for injuries. Your record of how good of a driver you are affects what your insurance premiums will be, which affects how good your credit score is, which affects what kind of house you can buy, which affects where you live, which affects where you can get a job. And I could keep on going, but I'm sure you understand who is responsible is an important question in our society. It's a question whose answer affects how every person lives their life. Now, I'm going to ask you another question, listener. If a self-driving car gets into an accident, who is responsible? Because somebody is responsible. You may have noticed that throughout this episode, I have tended to use the phrase self-driving car rather than autonomous car. The reason I have been doing that is because I don't think autonomous is an accurate description in this case. We don't have general purpose conscious AIs driving these cars around. We just have sophisticated programs that a human being has to code. So does that mean the individual who programmed the self-driving car is responsible for an accident? Or the company that the programmer works for? Is it the driver, even though the car is supposed to be self-driving? These are questions which we haven't even started to answer yet. Currently, for the Tesla Autopilot, part of the user agreement is that the human driver must be paying attention at all times. So if there is an accident where the driver was not paying attention, then it is the driver's responsibility. But what happens when we get to the point where cars are fully self-driving? What happens when the technology is sufficiently advanced? These are the questions our society is going to have to answer when these self-driving cars hit the road. Because right now, we don't have them. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in for this episode of Sufficiently Advanced. This podcast was written, researched, and produced by Jeffrey Ferris.